Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Believe in Duke podcast, our third edition of the season two of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined by co-host Sheldon Williams, the landlord. Sheldon, how are you this week? I'm good. Can't complain. Can't complain. You doing all right? You enjoyed your birthday last weekend, I'm guessing? I did. I did. It was was a fun weekend. I would say that now that I'm a little bit older, the recovery time, the next day and the day after the next day, uh, it takes a little bit to, you know, get back to feeling like yourself again, but I had a good time and people came in and enjoyed it. I had a 2000 theme, a birthday party. Oh. So I had to go in the closet. Uh, well, the idea came from, I was at my parents' house and I saw all these throwback jerseys that I was wearing when I was in college. Yeah. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. So I, I had this, this, um, <laughs> I had this, uh, Joe Montana, like 7X. I don't know why we wore it so big back then, but it's like 7X <laughs> jersey. Yeah. And baggy uh, Jabot jeans and things like that and Air Force One. So it was a good time. It was a good time. I mean, during that time, people were wearing like, you know, um, the headbands and wristbands without yeah. playing a sport, but you just walking around with it. So, yeah. <laughs> it was just the look, man. It was whole scene. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good, man. Uh, uh, glad, glad it all went well. Of course, that's wonderful. Um, last weekend was a big celebration uh, for Duke basketball, which is what we're here to talk about too, is um, uh, countdown to craziness. They had the exhibition, uh, the big introduction of all the players, uh, the blue right scrimmage and everything. Uh, not an exhibition, blue right scrimmage. A lot of um, a lot of recruits on campus uh, for that weekend. Uh, they got a new recruit for a class of 2023, uh, 2024. I'm sorry. Um, 24, 24. Yeah, Darren Harris, the shooting guard, uh, committed. So got that got that one in there. Uh, that was good. Um, Dylan Harper was in town, one of the recruits, uh, Ron Harper Jr.'s son. So, um, I know there's a lot of pull there for Rutgers, uh, but we'll see. Um, we'll see where he goes. Uh, he, he seemed to have a good time on his Duke visit. He was, he went with the camera crazies, you know, they always yell during the, the, the countdown scrimmage, right, come right. over and sit with them. So he came over there. Um, uh, so that, that, that they're make, putting a push on for him. We'll see. He sent out pictures on social media. I don't know if you saw it. He was in a Duke uniform, like he said, and he said brotherhood had a question mark. So, yeah, I guess that's the new thing now with all these uh, kids and their thing. Um, uh, cause a lot of them, they go to their school day visiting and they put the, uh, the whole outfit on and they kind of like do pictures with the basketball been dribbling around and things like that. So it's a little bit different now. I want to say uh, when I was in school, the only time I saw the jersey was uh, I think I was in Illinois, and Illinois had a uh, thirty-three. It didn't have my name on it; it just had thirty-three. That was my number, and I was in high school and everything. So uh, that was the only thing I got. Like, oh, that's so cool! Whatever. I, I held on to that yeah. shirt, thinking I was going to, you know, keep it, but obviously I couldn't keep it. But yeah. I, I hold on to that shirt. Like, oh, thirty-three. I like this shirt, whatever. So, <laughs> but uh, now with social media and everything, they have like you know question marks. Ooh what's next or you know yeah. things like that it's it's a big ordeal and everything so it, this social media area is a little bit different <laughs> it is man it's out there and it used to be visits were publicized a little bit but they weren't like now like it was almost they tried to keep it even more secret back then like who you were visiting and all that kind of stuff and schools weren't allowed i mean you're still not allowed to publicize it as much but now you can do more things like a school 
on social media can retweet. Like if a player put that out, the school's allowed to retweet it or Shire is allowed to retweet it or Carowell, whoever. And before that wasn't even the case that that was, that would have been like a violation. So I guess it's the relaxing of it a little bit, trying okay. to get with the times. That's good. Right. Yeah. 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 I didn't think about that, but yeah. Retweeting <laughs> a high school uh, player, you know, that type thing. So it's, it's a different time, but Hey, I'm all for a good time and everything. As long as everybody having a good fun and everything, I'm all for it. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, before we get into it uh, any further here, I want to do, I do want to remind everybody, the Believe in Duke podcast is sponsored by Bet Online, and uh, basketball is back. And Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Duke doesn't have an actual game this weekend, but they do have a secret scrimmage, which is what we um, said that they do have an exhibition next Wednesday against Fateful State at Cameron. But this weekend, the team heads uh, after practice on Friday. They're going to head out to Houston and they are going to scrimmage the number three ranked Houston Cougars. Should be quite um, an event for them. It's uh, not in front of any crowds or anything. There can't be anybody in the building. They can't put out any stats or no filming of it or anything. But uh, the team did this with Villanova last year uh, up in DC and it uh, seemed to do them pretty well. So um, one thing I want to look at coming out of that will be. You know, uh, Houston has, you know, veteran guards. Marcus Sasser, uh, who only played 12 games last year and got hurt, is is the returning. Uh, he's going to be the he's the preseason like uh, American Conference Player of the Year. And even without him, they went 32 and six and made the Elite Eight and only lost to Villanova by six. Not not bad, right? Not bad. And you get your best player back, one of your best players with our back. So it's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Kelvin Sampson has it going, man. Do you know him very well? Yeah, so he was at Oklahoma when I was at Oklahoma. Um, obviously, uh, going through the whole recruiting process and everything, it was a lot of people putting a lot of pressure on me to go to Oklahoma because, one, that's where I'm from, the state mm -hmm. school. Two, my high school teammate, as well as my AU teammate, was there. And then my former high school coach was there. So it, you can imagine all the pressure I was getting to try to stay at home and not leave home. That type thing. So, yeah, Samson was there. Uh, he was a, a good coach. Uh, we know him, especially with the defense. As we, you know, you can see with the teams that he's been with and everything. But that that defense, the mindset that he brings to all his team, and that hungry hustle mindset is great to watch as a fan. Um, like you said last year, how they went with thirty-two and six or thirty-one yeah. and six, whatever. Yeah. And, and that deep run that they did in the tournament, it's it was great to watch that because like you know the basketball that they were playing. It was just, it was almost like, um, you know, I'm dating myself, but, you know, the Nolan, um, or the Mr. Hell type thing. Yes, where, Nolan Richardson, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, it, it's, it's similar to that where he's like, man, it's so many, it's like so many um athletes just coming and they keep coming off the bench and they just come in, come out, whatever. It was, it was, it's crazy, but uh, it's great to watch. So for Duke to come in this weekend to play against uh, 
this Houston team, it's going to be great to one hear about how it you know goes down. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're going to be down two people, so we're not going to be full Duke team. Right. But still, it's great experience for our guys, especially our young guys, to play against a veteran team like Houston that's going to be hungry, hustle. It's going to be no let up, like, you know, it'll be 40 minutes of just like intense basketball. And that's what Kelvin Simpson does with all his teams. Yeah. Uh, and Houston, you know, they, they made the final four of the season before that and during the pandemic, that team, uh, that, that year. And then last year, the elite eight. So they're, they're clearly established. They want to flash the plan pan. Here they are. Number three in the preseason poll this year. Right, Not only right. they have Marcus Sasser, but they have a junior point guard, uh, Jamal Sheed, who's coming back, um, who's a preseason second team, all American, American conference, that kind of thing. Um, so two veteran guards that are really going to push, you know, Duke's ball handlers. And then they also have a six, eight forward, uh, who's a freshman. He was a top 10 recruit, number 10 in the country, I think by ESPN five-star guy, Jerese Walker. Um, uh, I think Florida state offered him also. So he's the topic I think about type of players Leonard Hamilton usually has at Florida state, those big, tall, you know, guys that keep rolling in so that's somebody another, who's another gonna, school for that. Yeah. Yeah. Another, yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So he, he's the type of guy that'll, that'll challenge Duke inside uh, this week. So yeah, they're going to l- learn a lot about themselves and, you know, take a trip uh, to practice what it's like to go on the road and other things. So that'll be good, but yeah, Duke you know, won't be as competitive as they probably would be under the circumstances. If they had, you mentioned Derek lively who has a calf strain, uh, didn't participate in the blue white scrimmage. Um, he's, you know, seven, one, uh, the number one recruit coming in, uh, Duke expects big things from him. They expect him to be back. I think most likely for the start of the season. I don't think that's one that's going to linger into that sound like this was more precautionary. I know that when it happened in practice about a week ago, um, it, there was some worry that like, you know, it was something really like he tore in the muscle or whatever, you know, and, uh, it turned out to be more of a mild sprain. So there were a lot of, uh, size of relief there that uh, this won't be like a long-term injury, but he is, you know, it's been over a week now since he's practiced. And uh, uh, so that's, that's not, actually, it was, I shouldn't say it was a week ago. It was two weeks ago. Now it's been, sorry, yeah, we yeah. got away from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since we, uh, we were about a week and a half or so away from, uh, you know, uh, Jackson state. I mean, sorry, Jackson, Jackson, Jacksonville. 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 Week yeah, from yeah. Monday, the seventh. Yeah. 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 The yeah. seventh. So we're, we we're close. And we're close. I mean, <laughs> I hate to have another player, you know, not be able to actually, you know, be full strength on the way into the season, but I'd rather a player be completely healthy and help us out whenever he's actually ready to help us out exactly. versus trying to rush, you know, rush somebody and then all of a sudden something else happens. And, you know, we don't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Derek Whitehead. We've talked about him before. Correct, correct. He had the broken foot, uh, fractured foot, I guess is what they say. Not broken, but uh, fra- whatever. It's fractured uh, in late August. <laughs> and uh, I guess there's a distinction there, but I, I try to be careful with my words because I'm a writer. But um, <laughs> um, gotcha, gotcha. He, uh, he's not been cleared to go full speed yet. Uh, so um, it what John Shire framed it as uh, after the countdown scrimmage last week was he's still weeks away from, from returning. So that sounds more like unlikely for the start of the season with the Jacksonville game on the seventh, they play USC upstate at home on the 11th, four days later on a Friday night. And then the 15th is the game against Kansas. And obviously that's where you want to have lively and whitehead, you know, in the lineup, if you want to try to compete with an, another top 10 team. Of course. <laughs> we, want to go, we want to go into Indianapolis and play against Kansas as like, you know what? Hey, 
Y'all the best team or one of the best teams in the country. Y'all know, we all know y'all won it last year. We want to make sure that, hey, this is an early measuring stick for us. Like, hey, this I know it doesn't really count as much right now, but at least we know our growth from the way the season ended for some of our guys last year, going into offseason and bringing our new guys in to kind of be, build that chemistry and going against a tough team right away, we're going to see where we at and what we made of right from the beginning and then kind of grow from there throughout the season. Right, because then a week later is the tournament in um, in Portland. You know, the, oh, the uh, PK8, the Phil Knight, the yeah, Phil Knight, Knight. Phil Knight yep. invitation yep. they call it this year. So uh, Gonzaga's in, on, in Duke's bracket. That's who they could play if they get to the championship game, I it's guess. Like, a, with like it. it's 80th birthdays, my better. This is 85. PK, 85. Five years ago yeah. was PK 80. So that was 85. 85. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, it's, it's, man, he's living the life, isn't he? Shoot, <laughs> the shoe dog, baby. He's got it rolling. Yeah. yeah. Um, that'll be a fun week in Portland. So, yeah. So Duke will get, you know, uh, this weekend, they'll get an idea what they, what they have uh, when they play in the scrimmage against Houston, the Kansas game after that, and then the big tournament out in, uh, in Portland uh, around Thanksgiving. So, um, a cat out of craziness at the blue white scrimmage, uh, Jeremy Roach played very well. He, uh, I know he hit all three of his three pointers. It was a 16 minute scrimmage. Um, so that's, you know, that's all the time. And they, they have the teams, uh, divided up and they didn't switch uniforms during it. So it was kind of, you know, one-on-one the blue team actually won, but it wasn't like it was starters versus reserved. It was more mixed. Uh, and then of course with Whitehead and lively out that, that changed everything too. Um, so I like. I like what I saw for Roach because, again, I think I wrote it. He was a 32% three-point shooter last year. In the scrimmage, he made all three of his shots from three. So small sample size, but, again, a junior coming back after a strong NCAA tournament. Right. That's what we want to see, right? Right, exactly. I mean, uh, I didn't get a chance to see the game like you did. I'm kind of reading notes and uh, things afterwards. And I also heard uh, Christian Reeves. He had a really good game. You know, he went four for four. I want to. I want to say he was like eleven points and five rebounds, something like and that. Three whatever. block shots and, and three block shots in sixteen minutes. I mean, and no fouls. Like you, like you said, no fouls. That's a big one. That's a big one. Big one. Like you said, it's a small uh, sample size, but if we can have that right there, while you know Lively's getting his his cap, you know, straightened out, and then these guys can play together too. Like you know, no, there be no no drop off when you know they come in the game. That would be, you know, such a great thing for us to have and everything. But it's great to see that other guys are stepping up. Also heard um, Proctor had a pretty good game as he well. Did. Very yeah. good game. Yep, so, absolutely. So um, it's, it's great to see some of these guys that are making more of that opportunity when some of these guys are not there. Um, like I said, we're whitehead and lively, you know, not mm-hmm. playing as much right now. Yeah, and um, – uh, we'll get to, back to Reeves in a second. I want to talk about him, another big guy. You'll you'll appreciate that talk. But Proctor, um, as more scouts cycle through and see him play, uh, he's now like listed as a first round pick in the in the projections. And I think I saw one this morning. He's like thirteenth, so he's moving up to oh. the lottery. Oh, fast. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. The more you see him play, he's smooth. He's okay. got. Uh, uh, you know, scoring ability. Um, he's got to obviously he's got to show he can shoot. You know, hit shots on a regular basis. We have you know once games get started, but but uh, he again because he came from international experience in Australia, playing that you know the FIBA tournaments and all that. Um, he's moving up fast, so it's a good sign. Real good sign. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't know he's moving up that fast, but yeah. hey, <laughs> that's another great player for us to have uh, in our in our arsenal and everything. So hopefully, uh, we all can mesh together sooner than later and kind of ride that wave throughout the rest of the season. Because you know, once uh, the tournament is over in uh, uh, Portland, mm-hmm. it go right into a C play, and then yes. you know that's when the real season really begins, and we start seeing us playing against yes, you know. The UNC's, the you know Virginia's, Virginia, the, uh, Florida, you know, Florida State. State, you know, like <laughs> you know, like right, so Miami, the, yeah, Miami. <laughs> it's gonna be real, you know, real good uh, games going on. So hopefully we can mesh uh, sooner than later, so we can actually get these teams uh, rolling. Where get this team rolling? Where we already know what our our pains are. There's no growing pains anymore. Like literally, we just bringing people along as we go uh, deeper in the season. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned earlier about, you know, when somebody else is down, somebody gets extra minutes in practice or scrimmage. That's what Proctor has done. I mean, I think he, cause he was the last one to get here. Cause he didn't arrive until middle of August. Cause he was overseas and everything. Everybody else got here in June. Right. So he was the last one in. And I mean, the staff knew he was going to be pretty good, but you know, when Whitehead went down like a couple weeks later, he got, he's been in there running with, the, you know, with the white team uh, with, um, with, with Roach in the backcourt together. And, you know, Whitehead would have had a lot of those minutes. So now I guess they can envision when Whitehead comes back, all three of those guys on the court at the same time. I mean, you've got a lot of skill on the perimeter there. Uh, and then, you know, with Lively inside, that's a pretty good crew. Um, uh, and uh, uh, what we could see, you know, going forward. So um, that, that's one thing Tyrese has done for sure is, is take advantage of those extra reps and, and put himself in a position where it's going to be hard to keep him out of the starting lineup, you know, even Maybe. when Whitehead comes back. Yeah, I mean, uh, with that being said, this could be like a blessing in disguise. I mean, don't want to wish any ill will on uh, Whitehead and everything, mm-hmm. but we know that he's going to come in uh, very talented and a ball handler, handler as well. But you have, you know, Roach and uh, Proctor that's doing the majority of the ball handling until he gets back. And then all of a sudden, you got a three-headed monster, you know, mm-hmm. if uh, he's able to come back, you know, healthy like we all know he can play. Mm-hmm. imagine you know those three right there <laughs> yes. in the starting lineup you know that's going to be a, a very good you know guard for you know guard forward for us you know when we out there playing and everything but it's going to be it's going to be interesting because like uh like you said i know proctor didn't um play with the team until mid-august due to his uh stuff over in uh australia and everything mm-hmm. but now it seems like he might be just catching up to the new ways of how the game is played over here and now his natural talent is now shining. And as you see, he went from, you know, being, you know, second round to now being, you know, lottery pick, you know, like he's yeah. jumping up that fast. So yeah. it's going to be uh, fun to watch. I mean, I can't watch, wait to watch him live. Yeah. I know you already seen them a little bit with the uh, scrimmage and everything, but, um, you know, that week and a half can't come soon <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, um, you know, this weekend again, Houston scrimmage, he's going to be going against experienced, Older, you know, very talented perimeter players. Talented, hungry, Defense, athletic, defensive-minded. Right? Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be talking some noise, too. So it's going to yep. be uh, very interesting to see how uh, some of our young guys, especially, you know, take uh, this game. I'm sure Jeremy Roach is going to be, like, you know, telling these guys certain things. Yep. But it's one thing being told this and another thing actually experiencing it, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. Exactly. Now back to Christian Reeves, another guy, the young guy that's showing some things because again, Lively's been out now for a couple of weeks and uh, that's allowed Reeves to get extra playing time. He, you know, he came in very unheralded as part of this class. He was um, 
uh, a three-star recruit. Uh, and there was talk, open talk from the coaching staff about he's probably a redshirt candidate. You know, he's an old school redshirt guy that would, would redshirt and then come in and play two or three years and see what kind of career he has and go from there. And he's pushed himself into where uh, Shire said last week, all options are on the table now. Like they may have to play him because he's the way he defended, uh, you know, in the open court, it was like, you know, kind of a fast break situation. And he got back and got in position and blocked a shot without fouling. I mean, things that, you know, are tough for veteran players to do sometimes. And he did this as a freshman. That's way more than what I expected. I mean, you know, just based on his, his background out of him. And I saw him practice um, uh, back earlier this month uh, in, in October. And again, he showed something, but you know, he, he expected more from lively and guys like that. So, Again, Filipowski, six uh, eleven. Reeves is six eleven, seven foot. Lively, seven one. And Kyle, uh, uh, Ryan Young, not Kyle Young, Ryan Young from Northwestern, the six ten uh, veteran. Uh, that's a pretty good interior rotation. If if Reeves is part of that. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, I would have loved to see that. Uh, I know, just. Taken from my experience, it took me a little bit to learn the curve of how to play defense on the next level. Um, because my freshman year, halfway through, I was in foul trouble majority of the time. Halfway through my uh, my the first part of my freshman year, and then I started start seeing me kind of understanding the way things are being called and trying to learn how to block shots without actually you know fouling. And if he already has that already, like, I mean, it's a nice surprise. I mean, because yeah. like I said, for some reason, uh, the bigs take a little, little bit longer a lot of times than the guards. And I'm not sure exactly why. Maybe the guards have the ball in the hand a lot more, and that's why. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> but the, it's, it's always like that with the bigs. It's almost like a, a slower learning curve than the guards. And for him to have that and to hear that he's having that already, it sends a lot of just great things for this interior defense, as mm-hmm. well as just the interior presence that Duke will have, along with all the other talented guys that's around him. Like, like you said, he was supposed to be a redshirt, and now it's like, hey, <laughs> he he may be uh, <laughs> starting till Lively gets back, and then um, you know, back from yeah. Lively. We we don't know. Like like John said, uh, Coach John Shire said, there's all options on the table right now. So right, and he seems like you know Phil- Filipowski and. And Ryan Young didn't play as well. Again, 16-minute scrimmage. I don't want to get carried away here. It's a, it is a scrimmage, right? So, uh, but but they didn't look they didn't look as good. They didn't do as many as many positive things as he did that game. So, um, it takes more than that for him to move ahead of them in the rotation. But but he's there. It's it's an option we yeah, didn't uh, think was yeah. even going to be there, right? And right, so, right. Um, yeah, that's that's a good sign uh, for Duke going forward. So um, again, we'll um, we'll get a lot out of this uh, scrimmage. We'll, whatever details float out, we'll find out what happened in the game. I know last year at Villanova, kind of the same thing happened. We kind of heard some things about how Duke played and uh, uh, that all these scrimmages that go on, even though the secret ones, they they kind of get out. I, it's funny this week, um, the coach at uh, Wake Forest, Steve Forbes. Uh, they had a scrimmage with Ohio State, and then Wake Forest won, I think, by 15. They played a they played a game, like a full 40-minute game, and, and Wake Forest won double digits, which is a good sign for the De- Deacons. Yeah. But yeah. it was supposed to be secret, and, and he said something about, yeah, but Woodward and Bernstein put it in the Columbus paper. So <laughs> things get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> Anytime you tell one person, it's already out. Like <laughs> that's, that's what I thrive on, my man. That's what yeah, I thrive on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how secrets work and everything. So once one person knows, it's already out. So that's just yeah. a matter of time. That's all. <laughs> so it's going to be good. So well, um, next week when we, when we have our next uh, episode, we'll have we'll be talking about that scrimmage. We'll be talking about the exhibition on November second, uh, which is that that will be public. That'll be on uh, ACC. Uh, extra like the streaming service on the ACC network. Uh, that scrimmage oh, will be on. That must be new now. So different than yeah. the network is something different. Yeah, it's uh, okay. it's not on over the air like like ACC network like you get on you know cable and all that. So this is a okay. streaming outlet. Uh, ACC network extra is what they call it. So okay, um, that's what the the countdown scrimmage was on that as well. Uh, and they show a lot of that extra um, programming that's not on the regular network okay. around well, the I, day, so. I know that i need to go look into that thing. yeah I man know that. <laughs> check it out so we'll watch that uh next wednesday so we'll have a lot to talk about our next episode again after these two things and, and we'll be we'll be into season preview mode a week from now we'll be getting ready for the first game on monday uh that's how close we'll be yeah yeah <laughs> finally <laughs> finally there that's finally right. yes yes <laughs> so anyway thanks everybody for joining us on this uh, week's edition of the believe in duke podcast sponsored by bet online uh remember bet online you get a 50 percent welcome bonus if you use the promo code believe um sheldon thanks a lot for this week and uh, we look forward to talking to everybody again next week i appreciate it all right have a good right. one yep Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.